Hello and welcome to the 905er podcast. I am Roland Tanner. I am Joel McLeod. I've got something a bit different for you this week. You'll be forgiven if you haven't heard of Hamilton Forge FC, especially if you don't live in Hamilton, but you really should have. Forge FC are Hamilton's soccer team in the Canadian Premier League, and they're good. They're, like, really good. In the first five years of the league, they've won the championship four times and been to the final every single year. Both the Canadian Premier League and Forge FC were established just five years ago, with the CPL becoming the top-level professional soccer league for Canada, with teams from coast to coast travelling to play 28 games a season. Forge play at Tim Hortons Field, home of the Ticats, and travel to play teams from Vancouver Island to Halifax. At the end of October, they played at home in front of 14,000 fans in a game that saw a thrilling end to the season. I was fortunate enough to be in the crowd. With the season on the line in extra time, Forge went a goal down to a great strike by their rivals, Cavalry, from Alberta. After 90 minutes in which neither team had been able to get past their opponent's defence, the chances of a comeback for Hamilton seemed pretty slim, but we were wrong. Minutes later, Forge's Benny Badibanga scored a goal that would grace any highlight reel. Hamilton were alive, and with the final whistle approaching, Forge won a corner. And then this happened. Tristan Borges, a player known for his moments of the extraordinary from the corner flag. Service and goals. Borges tries to rip it! Tristan Borges at Olympico in extra time! Are you kidding me? An absolutely unbelievable goal. And Hamilton had secured another championship. People assume that because I grew up in England, I'm a soccer fan, but I never was. All the soccer matches I've ever seen in person have been in Canada. First, the Canada women's team during the World Cup that was held here, and now Hamilton Forge. And I've got to say, I really like what Forge have built in just a few years. Not just that they have a winning team, although that certainly helps, but that they've built a soccer club that has the feel of a club rooted in Hamilton's community, as if it's been here for decades. A club that suits its gritty working-class home among the streets of the East End. Just like the old stadiums at Arsenal's Highbury or Liverpool's Anfield were built steps away from the terraced homes of their fans. Soccer is a game that feeds on the passion brought by its fans more than any other. Forge and its fans seem to have built that relationship very fast. We thought that this was a 905 story that deserved more attention than it's getting in mainstream media. 14,000 people turning out on a cold fall evening is a big deal, whether you're a soccer fan, a sports fan, or just want to see good things succeed in our region. So today we have two interviews. In the second half of the episode, we're going to be talking to Eric Harrison, president of the Barton Street Battalion, Forge's supporters group, about what it means to have a professional soccer team in Hamilton. But first we speak to Kyle Becker, captain of Hamilton Forge since 2019, who has presided over the team's incredible success. Kyle grew up just down the road in Oakville and has played for Toronto FC, Dallas and Montreal in the MLS before coming to Hamilton and has also won 18 caps playing for the Canada team. Well, uh, welcome Kyle Becker, captain of Hamilton Forge FC. Uh, yeah, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, guys. So, yeah, Hamilton Forge is... is one hell of a story, really. Um, it's, you know, this is 
fifth year, right, that you've just come out of. Uh, you've been the yeah. captain the whole time, uh, I understand. And you've now won the whole thing for the fourth time and you almost won it the fifth time. <laughs> uh, that's, I mean, that's kind of amazing. There aren't many sports teams uh, in any league in any country that can can claim that level of success um is how much i mean did you sort of see this happening coming into it uh when you joined the team uh, uh back five years ago honestly no um obviously we were hopeful to win that first championship and i think that kind of set in motion uh, a lot of the success that that followed but i think coming into that first year you're looking at it very much like a startup company and yeah you're hopeful you're you're bought into the the people more so than the the plan i think because everyone's going to have that same plan oh we're going to come in we're going to be great this is how we're going to play we're going to win the first season everything's going to be just sunshine and roses but the reality is it's it's very difficult to to be in at the at the ground floor essentially mm -hmm. and buy in right away and and have a group that buys in right away but i think that speaks to the the people that we have at forge fc starting from the very top and an owner of bob young and and how determined and how how much he's done for for the game in this country and what he's done for just the city of hamilton i think you've seen it in in the tie cats the the buy-in that you get from fans week in and week out even though they haven't had that success of a great cup in some time and they've been very unlucky obviously they've been to the final a bunch of times but haven't really crossed that that finish line you still have people coming week in and week out because they believe what the club does and then you bring in a guy like bobby smirnionis uh costa who was bought in from the very beginning obviously he's moved on to to work for the league but you have pillars like that and you start to to talk to them and see what their vision is and what they believe in and how they think we're going to achieve success. And then you start adding piece by piece and little by little, it was like, okay, yeah, this is great. Absolutely. I think we can, we can do something special here, but five years down the road, you fast forward and you say, Oh, we've been in five finals. We've won four of them. We've competed on uh, the CONCACAF level and we've done brilliantly for our country and winning games in our first year of existence was, was crazy against the likes of a team like uh, uh, Olympia and, you're sitting there and you're like, this is, I mean, guys, come on. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's been wild. And then it's like, I'm obviously skipping over a ton of stuff, but playing against Cruz Azul, playing in the Azteca, you have a Canadian kid in David Schwanier who's scoring a goal at the Azteca, which is just unbelievable. And it's, yeah, it's been a wild ride. And, and you're, you're from Oakville originally, right? So, I mean, I was thinking, um, no, I mean, I, I came to Canada back in 2000, uh, 2003, and even then, soccer wasn't such a big deal as it is now. Um, growing up in Oakville, you know, did you ever think you'd, you'd, you'd be able to sort of play in your own backyard, so to speak, at a, at a professional level and like also be winning like a major league kind of uh, 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 award? I mean, it must, you must have, you know, learning soccer, realizing you're pretty damn good at it. Uh, I think, well, wherever I end up playing, it's not going to be in Canada, right? <laughs> but... Yeah, that's, a, that's the thing. Like, I've said this a, a few times over the, the last five years, talking about the league and how important it is. But I look back to, to moments when I was growing up and you're sitting in a classroom, whether it's grade one, two or three, and everyone's like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? You say, I want to be a soccer player. It's like, unless there's people in your class who played soccer, like no one you're like, all right. Like, who is this guy? Like, obviously, we know about the NHL. We know about the Leafs. Mm -hmm. That's a, a very possible thing. Yeah, it's still a dream. It's a pipe dream. But 
like people don't really understand it. And then it's growing up, you obviously you have to have a your favorite team has to be an international team. It has to be a Premier League team. It has to be maybe at the time it's a team from Syria because there's limited games that were actually on TV. Mm-hmm. And then within that, you're obviously only picking between the the major teams. You're not getting that full sample size. You're not going to see every single team in the Premier League play week in and week out. It's very difficult to follow those games. So that was just like that. This is just the norm. That's what it is. Oh, unfortunately in, in Canada, that's we don't have it. So I'm gonna Arsenal is gonna be my favorite team. I'm gonna follow them. And then I think the funniest thing was the the classic is you're like, oh, what country are you gonna play for when you grow up? It's like you're 100 percent Canadian, but you're you're going after where your grandparents <laughs> are from. Oh, I'm gonna get my passport from this country. I'm gonna play for this country. And now it's like to to know that there's professional soccer in our backyard and there's kids in the stadium who might be eight, nine, ten, they're starting their career and they're like, I'm gonna play for Forge. I'm gonna I'm gonna sign for this team when I'm 17, 18 years old. I'm gonna make a name for myself and then I'm gonna go on and 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 go to Europe and, and continue my my journey. It's it's unbelievable. It's it's crazy. Before this final and knowing how we were gonna pack the stadium and there's gonna be about 10 plus thousand fans there and and just thinking back to my childhood it's like i can remember a game i still have pictures of it i went down to old Bronny park and the toronto Lynx were just playing some random game there and i think there might have been like a thousand fans and i had pictures with the the players after the game and it was just like i look back at that and i was like that was the greatest thing i'd ever seen at the time yeah yeah like people were coming to watch these guys play the fact that they had the little change rooms on the side i was like yep this is professional this is it this is what <laughs> it's, it's all about <laughs> Well, and it's just—it's the funniest thing in the world. I mean, on that on that note, we 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 uh, the other half of this episode is going to be with a uh, uh, Eric Harrison, the the leader of the Barton Street Battalion. And I want to know from your perspective as a player. You know, I, I I'll be honest, soccer is not my top sport, but I find that the interaction between the franchise and its fans a very unique one in professional sports uh overall and i'm just wondering that you you as the team captain as and maybe you can speak to the other guys on the on the team what is that relationship like to you like how, how does that fuel your your passion to drive to succeed you know because i mean in hamilton it is tie cat city but you guys are you know four to five years you guys are walking away with the top prize in the league that's 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 not something to to shy away from and i'm just wondering, like you, you know how, how does that relationship with the fans kind of fuel that does it does it does it just how, how does that how does that work with you guys yeah well i think part of that question like when you zoom out and you look at the the global game and the relationship between the fans and the and the game itself when i go back to my my childhood i was lucky enough to go over to to england and i saw my first professional game was a game at old trafford manchester united was playing they were playing in champions league and david beckham i think scored a goal they beat little one nothing it was in like the 88th minute and that experience like just broke my brain The it was i love the game i love playing it week in and week out but being in that stadium and seeing how the fans reacted and what it was like and how the away fans were escorted in and they stayed in their section and they just went as crazy for 90 minutes as everyone else in the manchester in, the, in their section and like the way fans would speak to players about like they, there was a guy who was sitting behind me and he was calling ryan gigs ryan in the whole game like as if he was his best friend like come on ryan come on ryan do this do this and there's a chance and the whole stadium stands up and what that just felt like it was like it was honestly it was like love at first sight and so obviously you go through your whole career that's like the dream you want to play in front of those fans and having the opportunity to play in a in a packed stadium with 
25,000, 30,000 fans is, is an unbelievable experience and you want that, you chase that feeling. And then coming back to Forge FC and understanding that this is very much a startup company. So it is a little different because it's it's unique in that we can create these personal relationships with the fans that you can't necessarily have mm-hmm. at a, a level of a Manchester United or the Premier League because they're just so big. These guys are larger than life figures. It's hard to have those one-on-one interactions. So to be able to be here on the ground floor and create that and have guys like Eric and and Alan previously who was doing a, a ton of good stuff with with Barton Street, it was you're creating these connections. And you're on the very like human level. You're having that first interaction. And Eric's story is special. Like the guy didn't give a shit about soccer, and then he came <laughs> to a game, and he a friend brought him to to Barton uh, or brought him into the into that section, and he was just like I fell in love with it. And the whole thing is it's a sense of community, and I think mm-hmm. that's what separates this game from maybe from other ones. It's across the world. It's like if you have a team, you have an identity. You all of a sudden you belong to something. And how special that is to, to create that from the, the ground floor and be a part of it. It's it's something I definitely don't take for granted, but it's, uh, yeah, it's unique. It's, it's uh, mine, I mean, I, I'm not comparing myself to Eric in any shape or form, but I mean, I grew up in England, but I wasn't actually really a soccer fan. And, but I've been, uh, you know, I got into watching a bit of the the, the, the women, obviously in the, the Olympics and, and, and the Women's World Cup. And that was awesome. And then uh, my girlfriend brought me to um, uh, a few Forge games, and it's terrific. It's it's just it, yes, yeah, that community feel. It feels like a team that's been around forever. It doesn't feel like a team that was founded uh, five years ago. It feels like it's got sort of deep roots in the community. And then I was at the final um, two weeks ago, and that was just you know absolutely uh, incredible. I mean the the extra time. I mean. <laughs> You, you yeah. couldn't write a script better than that in a lot of ways. You, you go down the goal. It's, it's something like, you won't see in a final, I think, for a very long time. Yeah. It's it was crazy, and it's yeah, it's it, it's it's interesting. I think the you touched on it there. It's like the fact that it feels like it's a club that's been around. I think that just kind of speaks to to Canada in a in a nutshell. I think Hamilton's such a melting pot of of Europeans that there is such a there is this feeling that like this game has been around forever and these people have just been crying out for something to actually have that they they can call their own because they've just been missing it from their actual own community so again we're seeing something that is in the infancy stage still i think five years it's it's still incredibly young i think the the challenge that we have in as a league as a whole is everyone knows what the finished product of this wants to look like and we're all everyone's mm-hmm. going to have their own little individual uh, wants and needs that they want to see from the league but we have to remember you have to go brick by brick it's going to be a process and I think the the thing that everyone has to remember is year over year this thing has grown the the league's getting more and more competitive um, the fans continue to grow in numbers obviously there's challenges that we have in this country in terms of getting stadiums to bring in new teams and continue to to push it forward and make it even more competitive but you're seeing how much of an impact this league has already had just in terms of the player side of things because there's players that have come out of the woodwork and people are now, are, oh, this is, where's this guy been? Why hasn't he been somewhere else? But the fact is, before 2019, there was only three three doors open to the professional game in this country. And now we have what was it, 11 now, which is huge. And that's going to continue to grow. And it's, you're just going to see it. And it's going to change from a fan perspective. It's going to change from a league perspective in terms of more and more people wanting to buy into this league and be a part of it, whether it's on the front office end, whether it's on the coaching end, all these things. And it's just going to continue to get better and better. So you know, one big thing, I mean, it's like you're obviously getting support from the community. Um, like you say, I think a, a kind of blue-collar town like Hamilton is uh, 
a soccer team like the Forge just really fits the fit fits Hamilton, right? In a way, like the Ticats kind of fit Hamilton too. They're they're just I love that kind of blue collar deal, you know. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but um, and, and the community is kind of like you say, it's, it's almost like they've been waiting for something like this. Now, day after the, most of the games I've been to, I go and check the spec, and it's like, oh, I'll go and see what the what the game reviews like, and there's nothing. And that really pissed me off. Um, it's like, come on, spec, you don't have that much, you know, how many sports teams are there in, in Hamilton that are winning uh, year after year after year? Um, I mean, you maybe want to be, don't want to be rude about media and stuff. I, I appreciate you have to do that. But I mean, would you like a little bit more support from uh, from from local media? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I can't speak to the ins and outs of how that they operate, right? But it's it just takes people and we have i know there's one reporter from from the spec and and steve milton who's been with us since the very beginning and i'm sure he's fighting a good fight over there and i don't know how many resources he has or what he's allowed to do or not to do right but it's i think it just takes individuals to be like i'm going to buy into this the same way it takes fans to buy into it and i'm come week in and week out like you're not going to reap the reward right away but there's unbelievable things happening here and it's happening at a bigger scale and you're seeing it all the way up to the national team and 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 the results in getting to a world cup for the first time in over 30 years and what's that going to mean we're about to host the world cup (laughs) and how important that's going to be and and i think it just takes people speaking about it obviously we've been caught up in in the frustrations between the the the, or the sort of the cba that's ongoing through the through the players and the csa and i think that distracts from all the good that's actually happening like we're in the best place this country's ever been with this game in its history. And we're getting wrapped up in all the, and all the nonsense that's going around about it rather than celebrating all the good that's happening. And I think the negative side to that is what you saw, what happened with the women in their last world cup. There's so many, so many distractions leading up to it. And it's like, they've done so good where it's like, can we not just put this on the back burner? Why are we focusing on the wrong stuff rather than let's give them what they need to put them in the best place to be successful because they have a very successful team. They have a ton of, young talent in that group that's unbelievable and needs to be celebrated needs to be showcased and we're focusing on all the the wrong stuff so it's i think that's going to always be an ongoing battle which is difficult in this country because as i said earlier like we know what the finished product looks like so we're always going to compare ourselves but Mm -hmm. the reality is is we are nothing in this in this game in this world like we are the smallest one of the smallest fishes in the pond and we need to kind of stay humble in that and keep it going and i i mean again it's Obviously, you spoke about the the media coverage, and it, it's it's one of those things. I think from a player's perspective, it feels a little frustrating because it always seems to be done in a negative light, rather than showcasing all the good that's going on and the and the amazing strides that we've done in this country. So, well, I think it's something that's going to continue to grow. As I said, it's always going to be a, a an evolution, and hopefully, it just uh, figures itself out and keeps going the right way. It's, well, yes, yeah, I was just. Well, I was just going to say, you know, on that note of, you know, staying humble and and working hard, uh, I'm going to put on my best uh, uh, Sportsnet or TSN hat and uh, and fire a question to you. So five years, four championships. Uh, I mean, we're talking Forge FC becoming a dynasty in the Canadian Premier League. Uh, I'm wondering, you as team captain, how do you keep focused? Because right now you're the target in the league. Every other team saying no, no, we got to knock these guys off the pedestal, and we got to t- we got to take down, you know, we got to take that that championship for ourselves. You as team captain, how do how do you keep your team focused on on, on keeping that record going? And you know, next season, just going for the top spot again. 
Oh, it's funny. So leading up to this final, I think I've, I caught myself because it's one that I've used now, I guess, for the last five years where it's like the reality when you're playing this game at a high level, um, playing for championships, playing for trophies, those games don't come around too often. And I think in the first year it was perfect. We, we signed a guy in David Edgar who had experience playing in the Premier League, had experience playing in the championship, played in massive games throughout his entire career, never played for a final. He won promotion into the Premier League with Burnley, but they they secured it and and I think their second place finished. So they weren't actually playing in that playoff. They weren't actually playing for a trophy, which is an incredible achievement. But he's like, he didn't have that feeling. So when he was coming into his first year in 2019 with Forge and he had the opportunity to play in that final, the home and away against Calgary, he was one of the most excited, buzzing players on a team. And this guy had a 16-year career coming to that point because he knew how important it was to play in those games. Obviously, fast forward down to, to this last one. We had some guys on this team who've been here since the very beginning, like myself. And it was like, I was caught myself sounding like a, a broken record. <laughs> but on the flip side is you just don't want to take those games for granted because whether you're starting your career and you've had, like we have, we have guys who are in their second year and they've now won two trophies. They're going to move on and they might not be able to play in these games. So relish these moments, cherish them because they're special. You don't know the next time you're going to play in them. Um, as far as keeping it fresh, there's always going to be new challenges. You said you said it. We're we're the team that everyone wants to come come after. We have a target on our back, but that's a good thing. You have to realize that pressure in this sense is a privilege. You don't want to be the guy who's finished in last, never had a never played in a playoff game in this league in its first five years, and you've been a part of everyone. So you have to realize that it kind of comes with the territory. When you have success, everyone wants to see you fail. And that's just been something I think that motivates us at the end of the day. And then obviously just working with the coaching staff and trying to keep things fresh, continuing to grow. How do we get better? How do we continue to push the envelope? And I think this year is one of the years we struggle with it the most because we've had guys who've, who've, as I said, been here since the very beginning. We have guys who came in their first year, won a trophy last year. They're here. It almost feels like, yeah, it's a foregone conclusion. We're going to play in this final so I can take our foot off the pedal. But you have to remind them that you have to show up every single day, be consistent because you want to go on and do bigger and better things. You want to continue to push the envelope. You want to make a name for yourself. So other people are knocking at our door saying, we need to take this guy off your hands. And we have guys who have ambitions and it's just really, I, I guess, reminding themselves of what they want to do, what they want to achieve and how I can show up every single day and kind of put them with the the best foot forward and, and go for it. I think it's probably a good, uh, good point to leave it. Uh, Let's, you know, here's to uh, five more years at least uh, of success. But, uh, and, you know, above all the success of the league as a whole and the success of the team growing in Hamilton, uh, I think it's a fantastic good news story uh, for the city, for the region. And uh, uh, I hope some people as a result of this podcast get out next year, see some games. Um, it's it's a good show that's being put on, you know, so um, uh yeah really encourage people to do that thanks thank you so much carl beck for joining us um uh it's it's a real real pleasure it was a real pleasure watching uh the games this year and the 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 final in particular <laughs> it's, it's one that's going to stick with me for a while uh so yeah all the very best with the uh, future endeavors thank you very much thanks for having me guys thanks kyle don't go anywhere we've got our second interview with eric harrison of the barton street battalion coming up right after this uh, welcome uh, Eric Harrison, president and leader of the Barton Street Battalion, the uh, the Hamilton Forge FC uh, supporters club and and very vocal uh, part of the uh, the crowd at, at all the, all the games. Uh, welcome to the podcast. 
Thanks for having me on, guys. Being a supporter of 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 the Forge is is pretty much one of the best gigs in sport at the moment. This is a team that was founded just a few years ago. And since when, it's pretty much won almost everything uh, that it's been possible to win in the new Canadian uh, Soccer Premier, Premier League. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, they've just won it again uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and so it's, it's a good time to be a supporter, I guess. I don't think there's a better time. <laughs> and so, I mean... It is a new club, um, but the impression I've got going to a few games is um, it kind of feels like a club that's been around a long time now. Um, it feels, you know, uh, you can tell from my accent, come from Europe eventually, uh, originally from Britain, and and that kind of community feeling of clubs that exist in in cities that have been around for a hundred years or something. Yeah, Forge feels a little bit like that. Um, is is that kind of how? feels to you i mean what drew you to the forge originally and uh you know uh what 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 kind of persuaded you to sort of get behind this new club so barton Battalion actually originated in 2016 before forge was even founded oh wow um so the, the supporters group's been around a lot longer had their name we had our logo the logo changed um for the first year uh, when once we knew what our colors were and everything, right? The original logo was yellow and black, uh, city colors, right? Um, I don't think we're quite there yet. Like you look at Europe, these clubs have been around for a hundred years. They've uh, grown and developed over time. Their supporter groups are wild, and maybe one day we'll reach that. But for five years in, I think we're doing a pretty good job. Yeah, I mean, for uh, people who haven't been following this. There were clips on Twitter the day after the last final. Um, yeah. There was this incredible goal by um, Borges. Yeah. Excuse me if I'm Borges, getting the names. Borges. Yeah. Um, right in front of the kind of the most dedicated, well, in front of the battalion, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, it was a, I didn't know this was a phrase before. It was an Olympico goal, which is when you score from the corner straight into the goal. No one else came in between. It was, it was the winning goal of the, of the game as it turned out. Yeah. Uh, and the crowd went absolutely berserk. It was a terrific kind of uh, sight. It was I was on the opposite side of the field, uh, but it was still pretty terrific over there too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, you had uh, Betty Bonga's goal in front of you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was I a mean, spectacular goal too. It was. It's got kind of overshadowed. I mean, because yeah, that was an amazing goal too. Um, the 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 uh, uh, Forge went one down in overtime, so it's like, oh my yeah. goodness, you know, things not looking so great, and then two two amazing goals right after that um to yeah, and you know what to credit to credit ali musi cavalry striker like his goal was really nice too like it was three bangers in that game it was and, 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 a, and a disallowed goal that was pretty good too <laughs> right so i mean if you weren't a fan before and you were at that game you are a fan and if you weren't at that game everyone should ask themselves why they weren't at that game well, that's that's kind of another, you know, it's a big part of why we wanted to cover this uh, on the podcast. You know, we 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 covered sort of news from from the region, from Hamilton, but also around the nine oh five. And uh, I know that I've been, you know, I started going to a couple of games last year, and I, you know, I opened up the spec the next day, thinking, oh, I'll, I'll look at the the coverage the, uh, of the game because it was, uh, you know, it was a good game. Nothing. <laughs> it's like. It's like <laughs> So there were about, I don't know, maybe 10,000 people at that game, 10,000 yeah. Hamiltonians doing something on, on a Saturday afternoon, evening, and the paper's not covering it. And yeah. that's 
been the case. It's it seems like this is a really big deal when you're at the game, and yet the kind of it it's not getting the coverage that it deserves. Maybe is it is that something that you feel? Yeah, it's frustrating for sure because uh, the league as a whole isn't getting the coverage that it deserves. Let alone the club. You know, the city's really got to do their part, whether it's the paper, radio television like cable 14 for instance here right mm-hmm. they got to do their part and help promote it and it's going to grow um but it's a struggle right now because we've we're faced with that problem where nobody's covering it mm-hmm. so how do you get the word out? you go and tell yeah. people oh, come come see this what's holding them to go and do it what's holding them to go to the game and see what it's about oh it's hey. soccer i don't like soccer right but a lot of people do like soccer now, don't they? I mean, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, obviously, 100%. you know, and in Hamilton, you know, big Italian community, big uh, Croatian community. These are sort of yep. soccer-loving nations. Uh, a lot of Brit expats as well, <laughs> 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 and um, uh, yeah. So, so the, the the audience is kind of there. And I mean, I, again, I've mm-hmm. been really impressed by by the by the turnout. And, and sure, it's not filling up Tim Hortons field, but it's filling up a big chunk of it. And that's without a whole bunch of uh, uh, coverage in, in sort of mainstream yeah. media. Uh, so it really shows, you know, and from my point of view, you know, if you're looking at spend wanting to go and see a game, it's cheap. The beer's five bucks. Um, try and get that at a Leafs game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I, I just, so- no, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I, yeah, yeah. My my point. My thoughts were just Hamilton. Hamiltonians love sports. I mean, and you got the Bulldogs uh, yeah. playing, uh, and and of course everyone says tie cats. So when you think of Hamilton and sports, immediately you go to tie cats. But looking into the Forge FC, you guys, what what you guys have going there is something I, I'm I'm astounded at for five years. Uh, five years uh, franchise and four of those are championship years i do not know of a franchise in any sports league forget the canadian premier league just any sports league that has that level of success and i mean i i kind of want to go to you as a as a fan like what does that mean to you that you see something that you're that you're loving that you're you're behind and you're just seeing them win 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 Oh, we're uh, we're very lucky because it is a pro sport. This stuff doesn't happen by mistake. We constantly put a good team out there, and they go out and they put their best effort into it. We just like every other team, we have our moments through the season where it's a down point. This year, we struggled scoring for quite a bit of the season, but we were getting those draws, still getting a point out of game. So we were very lucky to do so to finish second. Um, the playoffs are a whole new season. It's just about getting into the playoffs. Once you're into the playoffs, it's day one all over again, right? And I think we proved that this year. We went up against Cavalry twice in the playoffs. They finished the season 13 points above us and anyone else, which is impressive. So hats off to them for a great season. And uh, yeah, let's keep living in the moment because it's not going to last forever. Eventually, teams are going to catch up to us. We've set a standard they're pushing their best foot forward. How do we keep ourselves motivated to keep this success continuing? It's it's tricky. It's hard because uh, we don't know what failure is, really. We went to five finals. We've won four of them. So that one year we did lose. That year we were in CONCACAF uh, League, which is no longer around. But we went to the semifinals. And we were in Montagua, I believe in Honduras, um, two nights before the final here. And they had a layover in a Texas airport. So it wasn't until like 
I don't know, 36 hours before the final here that we actually landed in Canada. What? I, there's something that I find unique. I, I, to be truthful, I'm, I'm not a soccer fan. It's This is a sport that is somewhat alien right. to me, but I find it fascinating. And because you yourself are the the, the Barton Street Battalion, like the, the, the official fan group. And I mean, every sport has its their loyal fandom. They, they have their loyal following. But for me, this is unique. This is like the, the franchise put us in touch with you as somebody that we should speak with. And I don't know if we approach any other, any sports franchising sports like this, say, you know, we, we, we have the fans that we want you to talk with, that we, we actively engage with our fandom and to create that community. I, I, can you just can maybe go into a bit of that uniqueness about this? Because there are people outside who are like, what, what, are, what are we talking about? What's a Barton Street Battalion for, for Forge FC? Right. So, you know, you go over to Europe and you have these big supporter groups and they're massive. So we're just a brand new league, a brand new team. Well, we're a brand new supporters group. Sure, we've been around since 2016 as a group because we knew we were getting a team. And what that started with, I wasn't a part of it back in 2016. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Um, But James Hutton started the group and Alan Gorman took over for him. I succeeded Alan Gorman. Um, Alan did a great job in his five years leading the group. Um, And he really laid a foundation out for me. So it was an easy transition to step into and take over and just run with what we already had established. Um, We have a good connection with the, with the club. Um, You always keep each other at arm's reach. You're there to, you know, lean on each other and ask questions and help each other out when needed. And we do a really good job of that. Um, Yeah. It's very unique. You know, I hope that if somebody like a podcast, a radio host, whatever, reached out to Cavalry, I really hope that their club would say, you know what? This is the leader of the foot soldiers. You should talk to Craig. Or uh, same with Pacific, you know, Halifax. Halifax is a great supporters group. They, you know, aside from us, they show up every game. They're almost a sellout every game if they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's another unique thing, too, with this league, is you look at it, three of our stadiums are CFL stadiums. You got us and Winnipeg. No, my, oh, and Ottawa. Ottawa plays in their CFL stadium, too. Other than that, it's university campus stadiums. It's, you know, it's these little grounds where they might hold 5,000 seats, which is unique in their own right. And I'm kind of jealous of it because uh, <laughs> it's hard to say. Like, you look at our stadium, what is it, 27,000 seats or something like that. And for the final, we filled 14,000. Though the whole lower bowl was almost full. It was just the West Side had a few more seats. But if we had a smaller stadium that was 15,000 seats, it would have been a packed house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like so the, uh, they're kind of blessed with that. Yeah. It is, but, but it, it's a good atmosphere at the games. I, I think I, I've really enjoyed every game I've gone to. Uh, and so uh, I definitely encourage people to, to, to go and check it out, even if you've never been to a soccer uh, game before um it's um uh, ironically enough although i'm from the uk i never followed soccer before i came here and it was actually kind of first going to the some some of the women's internationals and 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 then this that that's kind of uh uh drawn me drawn me into it and 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 friends and girlfriends and people like that who are much into really into soccer um but it's been it's been a blast Uh, it's, it's really been a lot of fun so um uh you know, if you want to, you know, if you're in the Hamilton area and um, uh, you want to go to something that seems like a, you know, you're not going to have to mortgage the house uh, for starters to to buy a ticket. Um, 
and get some really good entertainment i i would say go for it um and it like i say it has that kind of community feel to it that i really like um i know you know if you go to europe there's there's not just the the premierships and you know the syria and all the the rest of it but there's also all those lower level clubs that have really dedicated passionate supporters they even down to sort of division four or division five or whatever and um, uh, I'm not comparing <laughs> the Forge are way above that. They're in the Premier League, but, <laughs> uh, but still, it's that um, I like that kind of community sort of passion that, uh, side of it. I think that's a, a it's it's good to see, and I think it's something that deserves to be supported. And um, I hope, yeah, you know, we're we're a little part of the media. But I hope some other uh, local media get on board too, because uh, it deserves to 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 get the support and. Um, and to get it while 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 the team's doing so so well in particular, you know, because <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, right now it's a dynasty. Hopefully, it can last a few more years. Um, but um, uh, like you say, really, it's a it's a story where you hope yeah for success of the entire league uh, and all the teams in it, uh, because I guess the stronger they are, the stronger the whole uh, picture will be. But I mean, what's your hope? I guess for the, for the next. Um, next few years not just for the team maybe but for but for the league the next few years for the league i want to see it grow um it's going to take a lot of work for that to happen there's you know uh york united i know has uh new ownership coming in uh, i think it's going to be announced within the next 30 days i remember watching something on one soccer last night about it um briefly heard a little bit didn't hear it all but uh it sounds like a bigger club might be taking over the ownership which is good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You look at Ottawa, Atletico uh, Madrid bought Ottawa and uh, oh, wow. they put money in there and fueled them and done a really good job with the club. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll help York. They need to find a location that fits them best because they are close to TFC. Uh, TFC 2 actually shares the grounds with York. Um, so I think finding their own home in a market that's going to benefit them will be really uh, beneficial to the club surviving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe there's another club up for sale in the league. I'm not going to speak on it, but uh, yeah, they need to solidify that ownership, have uh, have a ground structure to work off of and build off of. And the clubs that are out there, like work with your supporter group, help them out, help them grow. And it's going to be better for you. It'll be beneficial for you. Um, but I want to see more teams. You know, Saskatchewan needs a team. There was rumors about it. Let's get them a team. Edmonton, they deserve to have a team back. Let's put a winning team there that will draw the fans out. And there's other places too, you know, Quebec. We don't have a team in Quebec in the CPL. There should be. FC Laval has been around for quite a bit in uh, League One Quebec. We actually played them in the Canadian Championship this year at home. Um, So do you know how the Canadian Championship structure works? No, why don't you just inform us <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's a tournament it's a in-season tournament so you have all the canadian premier league teams in it you have vancouver whitecaps uh fc montreal and toronto fc in it and you have the three winners from the big league one league so you got league one bc league one ontario league one quebec um i can't remember who this year's winners are that are advancing off the top of my head but the way it works is uh, all the teams, there's like four that get a buy. So it'd probably be either Cavalry or Forge. Might be Forge because we actually won the playoffs. Uh, um, and the three MLS teams get a buy from the first round. 
and they all end up playing each other. We've played Montreal three times now. We've played Toronto FC once for the 2020 Canadian Championship. And I just got to tell you, I cannot take another penalty kicks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm English. Don't talk to me about penalty kicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, most stressful time you'll ever have at a game, especially yeah. uh, the very first game I got to see penalty kicks in was against FC Montreal. And it went all 11 kickers. And I don't know if Tristan Henry knew he was up to kick because he is the keeper. <laughs> but uh, yeah. It's 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 really a sport. I mean, that that's the one thing about soccer uh, that you know, people sometimes say, well, you know, you, there's a nil nil draw or whatever. It's like, yeah, but it's, it's the it's the rarity of the goals that makes it so stressful, <laughs> that makes it unlike any other sport. You know, that it's uh, yeah. the kind of drama you get from that is is unparalleled. I think. Um, I, was, but, uh, I was just yeah. gonna. When I, I was doing a bit of research into this uh, episode, because again, I'm a neophyte when it comes to soccer, and I was trying to think of like how would I compare the CPL? And I thought, do I compare it to the CFL? No, maybe not. I'm not sure if that's quite apt. But I was thinking like, I don't, and it's, I don't, I don't think it really matters. But it, it's what I thought was as you're speaking, I'm thinking what makes it unique is like it's that smallness and that intimacy and that that those those groups such as yourself that make this such a unique league. Uh, professional sports league and that really like, i was thinking like hamilton york halifax i'm i'm originally from halifax so the idea of halifax having like a professional sports team is something like wow that's new but <laughs> just that just the fact that there's so many cities and towns around the around the country that could access this and organization you know supported groups like yourself selves popping up in these small communities that it, it adds that that vibrancy in that community and that that you know it, that that i don't know what but just that that you know when that other team comes to town like no this is our territory we're defending our our field our yeah. pitch and and that and it's just something that i don't think really exist it can really exist outside of uh outside of this yeah so There's Halifax, a lot there. you know it's nice it's nice for them to have a team outside of the moose heads right because it was just yeah, yeah. for how many years um Valor is in Winnipeg. What does Valor need to be successful? I go back to Saskatchewan needs to have a team. You put a team in Saskatchewan, right, there's right, an right. immediate rivalry, you know, related to the CFL. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, they hate each other. Yeah. That will roll over into the CPL. And you know what? It's going to create a rivalry. It'll create intensity. And it would be great to see. And I think it would help Valor um, in the long haul if Saskatchewan had a team. Because you create these rivalries that already exist, whether the team's there or not. Mm-hmm. So, what's tell us your uh, Hamilton, the Forge FC, your rivalry, yeah. the the team, the team that you'd say they must be defeated each each time you face them. D- dish out the dirt. Let's go, Cavalry. <laughs> really, <laughs> hands down, Cavalry. Okay, like York United, sure. Ottawa, yeah, sure. But nothing gets our crowd going like when Cavalry comes to town. Okay, okay. What? Why? Why? Why Calvary? Uh, goes right back to 2019, our first year, the inception of the league. Uh, Calvary won. So the way the first year was broken down, there was two halves of the year. They won the spring and they won the fall. Mm-hmm. And when it went to the playoffs, we ended up playing them. And um, I believe we drew leg one, but we won the second leg in Calgary. And uh, a rivalry was born. And Those bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid. We know good, they're good people in in Calgary. 
Well, and, and thus far, uh, the Forge seems to be having the better end of the uh, better end of the deal. So uh, maybe we should uh, be uh, well, magnanimous in victory or something. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I was just going to say, you know, event, eventually those tables turn, and uh, when that when that game happens, it, it will be epic. You know, it was pretty it, epic two weeks ago. I gotta say, sure, it, sure, was, sure. Uh, it was. It um, was. I'm still riding the high. I think. Right. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I, you know, I've not meant been to too many playoff games in my, in my life. Uh, lucky enough that one of them was the was the big Blue Jays game when Jose Bautista hit a home run, and uh, that was absolutely epic. And this was pretty epic. This was right up there. So yeah, uh, you know, for some like for people that aren't really into soccer, I don't think they can appreciate it uh, as much as uh, the avid fan would, but. Mm-hmm everyone who saw that game knows it was something special yeah and yeah. it really was and to be part of that atmosphere to help build that atmosphere and create it was uh i've got a lot of memories of that day that are going to stay with me forever i mean oh, yeah. becker at the end of the game pulled me down on the field so i could raise the trophy in front of the section that i'll never forget that that's going to stick with me for as long as i live you know so there's some there might be a uh somebody listening to this podcast and they have a you know a son or daughter who who they're looking to to take out to to a fun event how how would you to that new that newbie to me how how would you say recommend us taking that dive into uh forge fc fandom yeah so like if you get free tickets like you're probably not apt to go because you don't have anything invested into it right mm-hmm. so if you if you were to pay 20 bucks for a ticket whatever then you're invested you're you're probably going to go to it because you've put money into it there's value there um it's it's a sport. It's in the city. We lost the Bulldogs. Bulldogs are in Brantford. Um, you know, there's the Thai Cats. Well, Thai Cats don't start till June. What are you doing in April? Come out to a soccer game. It's, we have it's, a game in February actually because we make Concaf uh, Champions Cup. Oh well, yeah. Well, we're all going to go freeze. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, twenty bucks a twenty bucks for a game. I don't know where you're going to get that deal anywhere in the nine oh five. Not anymore. These days. Not anymore. Um, and it's and you're playing down at Tim Hortons Field, which is you know everybody knows where that is in in yeah. the Hammer and yeah I I I'm I'll be, admit I'm probably going to take a take in a game or two for twenty bucks a, a seat. I'll go, I'll freeze my ass off and drink a beer and <laughs> head home. It's, it's, only, it's only freezing in the last part of the season. It's nice and warm in the first bit, <laughs> which is which is another big advantage of, uh, of of soccer in Canada. It's it's, uh, it's actually not cold every game. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Eric uh, Harrison, for for joining us. I think um, uh, your your passion and enthusiasm comes across certainly, and um, just my experience has been really positive of, of the whole thing. So, definitely want to share that with our region and say, you know, get out and support this team. Or if you're further, if you're closer to York, go see that team. You know, support support this league. Yeah, um, support the league hundred percent. Yeah, it's 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 worth supporting. It's um, uh, and you'll you'll get some good entertainment. So um, yeah, thanks thanks Eric so much for joining us. Really appreciate it, and uh, all the best with with well with con con. I can't even say it right. Conquer Kef. Or... Conquer Kef. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you conquer <laughs> Yeah, and um, and with with the twenty twenty four season, let's hope you're you're back next year to talk about another another victory for the dynasty. I would love it. Um, yeah, and just before I go, just so everyone knows, like four years ago, I wasn't a footy fan. I didn't like soccer. Uh, and that was the end of the first year. Like I watched the final, Cavalry and Forge. That's what 
made me a fan. I watched it. I watched us win our first championship. And I was like, why have I never been to this? So the next year I bought tickets. COVID hit. Couldn't go to any games. <laughs> so I had to wait for the second year. Well, now we're two times champions and I haven't seen them play. And that sucked. But finally I get to a game and, you know, it reeled me in. I sat with the battalion and it was just so fun. I started learning songs. You're a part of it. And it really is, like you said the word earlier, community. It really is a community. Uh, we have days in the off-season or even during the season where we'll get together at Wingporium, we'll use the parking lot, and we'll paint a new banner for, for a game. And it's just tons of fun. You have people from all different crowds that are a part of this, and they just come together for the one thing that they love, and that's footy. Um, and the one thing I want to touch on from earlier was uh, about like why the spectator didn't pick up on forge game the next day so after that final i'm flipping through t like through the tv and i could stop on tsn for sports center highlights and suddenly there's uh borges olympico on tsn you know you're 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 the mothership broadcast in mm -hmm. in this country and you want to pick up on the good moments you got to be there for the whole ride help us build it and and share those moments with us don't just be there for the good good times you know so yeah that's my yeah. two cents yeah much appreciated support, support canadian product uh something canadian players canadian product it's you know yeah that big media should should put the effort behind this you know all that leaks are american generally apart from the cfl this is yep. something truly canadian you know what we could talk all day this is fantastic thanks so much eric um <laughs> thank you guys and, for having uh, me yeah all the right best thanks Bye. take care <laughs>